Austin Jennings with the Energy Exposition out of Gillette, Wyoming. Thank you for joining the program here today and this Energy Expo. Boy, I tell you what, I'm looking at your website right now, energyexposition.com. And I click on the Expo speakers, the exposition uh, uh, featured speakers, excuse me. Boy, you've got quite a bit of uh, heavyweights signed up for this. Talk to me about uh, your your speakers. Let's kick this off with the main event right away, man. You've got some heavyweights for this event. (laughs) Thank you. That's uh, out of all the information that's on our website, this is a good place to start. So uh, I would say... um, our industry networking dinner, that's what we call it, the first evening of the first day of the expo. Um, you know, so just imagine, you know, all the booths and the traffic and all the networking and everything um, all day long. And then we kind of go into a cocktail hour and uh, then everybody goes and uh, takes their seats and eats dinner. And uh, then, like you said, our, our big hitters come up there and, um, I, th- I think we got a good one, and we also have an amazing, amazing country band that night, and uh, it's it's just going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of networking. Uh, so to start off with our speakers, um, I'm I'm sure you're aware, and a lot of people are in, in the Rocky Mountain region, uh, what's going on in Col- with, in Colorado with the oil and gas. Um, they had the Proposition 112 last year that the people voted down for setbacks, but then the government came back and uh, just kind of pushed through their own rules uh, for, you know, anti-oil and gas. So we are having um, the, the CEO of COGA, Colorado Oil and Gas Association, um, doing opening remarks. So he'll be there kind of to let everybody know this is what happened to us. Let's try not to have this happen, you know, further north up into Wyoming and North Dakota, stuff like that. Um, so um, Dan Haley will be there. And then we have another Dan, Dan Eberhardt, um, with Canary, is the CEO of Canary, and he's they're also based out of Colorado, but they're all over the country. Um, I don't know if you ever watch uh, CNN or Fox News or, or any cable news network at night. If they call in um, an expert in the oil and gas industry, uh, Dan Eberhardt is, um, is is one of those guys that they call in to to you know fill in everybody or maybe in some cases debate um, what's going on in the, in the oil and gas industry. So he's, he's a super, super intelligent guy. A lot of people have seen him probably on, on, on TV. So he'll be coming in, coming in. And um, we had uh, Liz Cheney, U.S. rep of Wyoming, Liz Cheney, as, our, uh, as a speaker. Uh, and she agreed to do this last year. She's a wonderful person, a family friend. Um, and, and a big, big advocate and a fighter for oil and gas, especially in Wyoming. So she had agreed to uh, to do it, but then when the the uh, <laughs> trying to not get too political here, but when the Democrats retook the House um, last year, then the schedules were changed, and unfortunately, she won't be able to make it in person. So what we did is uh, here recently is um, we have her. Um, Senator Barrasso of, of Wyoming and Senator Mike Enzi, who is from Gillette, doing a live feed from um, from the U.S. Capitol, which is going to be really, really cool. Um, so we'll have all three of them, and they will be taking questions and and 
entertaining the crowd afterwards as well. So that's going to be a kind of a new kind of thing that, that we're trying. And uh, I think it's going to be great. And then um, the new governor of Wyoming, uh, Mark Gordon, is our keynote speaker. So it's going to it's going to be an interesting night. Like you said, some big hitters. Um, and then we go into the fun time with uh, Chancey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band. And if you haven't heard them, they are skyrocketing in popularity to the top. Um, they've got some really great songs out right now. They opened up for the um, Las Vegas National Federal uh, Federation Rodeo last year. So great big deal, great big band, really nice guys from Wyoming. Um, and they're going to they're gonna put on a 90-minute set you know, um, while everybody's drinking and networking, and it's it's just going to be it's just going to be amazing. Yep. If you haven't heard them, he's on our our uh, homepage too. So if you want to kind of get familiar with Chauncey Williams and the entertainment for that evening, uh, we have some songs on there and some videos. It's just it's just going to be wonderful. And this is for Wednesday, June twenty sixth, correct? <laughs> you got it. Okay, yeah. so yeah, we're this is the Energy Expo, June twenty sixth. We're talking about some of the events happening, some of the speakers and the dinner and the networking and the music and austin jennings is our guest here and is there is that pretty much the music then kind of wraps up the uh the, the day is it, it kind of you know until the last person dances or is there a cutoff time like 11 <laughs> o'clock or yeah you know we always try to do the, the cutoff time and it doesn't obviously work out that way <laughs> Um, all the time. So yeah, we, we try to wrap it up around 11, but, um, you know, we're a, we're a family owned and operated show and we've been doing this 20 years and, you know, we don't, um, I, I know some of these larger companies go to, you know, big shows in other States and they have union decorators and union electricians and, you, you know, all these rules and we just don't, you know, we, we've, we've been in this industry. My, my grandfather worked, uh, for Chevron and retired from Chevron. My, my father, who is also part of the Energy Exposition, the founder, he um, has been in the oil and gas industry his whole life. Um, so these are our people, and, and uh, we want to make these connections for them and the, the, the networking. And so, yeah, so 11 o'clock, <laughs> yes. But, uh, you know, we've had some, some, some really good years where it goes uh, long into the night. Sure. So it makes for a, a rough morning the next morning, but... We're all troopers and professionals, so... Well, that, that is one thing it. I have noticed about the energy industry. They do a pretty good job of policing themselves for anything that gets out of hand, you know. They, they've got, yeah. they seem to have some pretty civil fun, if that makes sense. Oh, I mean, if you don't mind, I'm going to use that. It's civil fun, because that's exactly what it is. Um, you know, like I said, we there's, there's a lot of networking, and there's a lot of business, and there's a lot of deals being made that day. Everybody's super professional, but... You know, everybody knows how to have a good time as well, and, and, and we like that. We allow that, and it's it's part of us. Well, and um, part of it, too, is, you know, yeah, there's a little bit of the work hard, play hard mentality from time to time, but they also understand they got to be up the next day to get some work done. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're here, you yes. know, and, and you got the music playing play and everything else, but I'm looking at your schedule here, and 7 a.m., man, you guys are kicking the eggs off or the breakfast or whatever the heck yes. you guys are serving, so 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., it looks like, game on again the next day huh well, that makes that, that and that's both mornings so imagine that oh wednesday. that's right that's right <laughs> yeah. so imagine that wednesday that we were just talking about if you started at 7 a.m which i absolutely um would suggest everybody show up for that um 
what we try to do is get um, the, the local operators in before, you know, if they can't make it to the show during the day, we try to get them in before our work, their work day. Sure. So we have this, uh, we have this breakfast and, um, you know, we try, we try to get those attendees and those operators in there that normally couldn't make it during the day in there to uh, hang out with our exhibitors and see what we're doing and, and uh, you know, just uh, share a meal with everybody. You, you we've know, done that. We've done that for many years, and it's worked out really well. But before we get into Thursday, June twenty seventh. Uh, by the way, the, the event. I'm looking at it, and it says you know Monday, June twenty fourth. The exhibitors start to set up. I was going to ask you if this is one of those uh, events where people set up things in the parking lot, or they bring in heavy you know, kind of equipment. And I see you've got heavy equipment on here. So uh, I've never been to this show before. So get, give me the 5,000 foot view, if you wouldn't mind. Sure. And speaking of that, um, we will have drone footage. We'll have drones outside. So all the outside exhibits, the exhibitors will um, be featured in our promotions, our video promotions and upcoming for 2020. And we'll be able to share that uh, drone footage with them as well. So yes, we do have outside booth space. It's relatively inexpensive, especially if you buy an indoor booth. You get a 50% discount on your outside booth. But yes, heavy equipment, and we've had some some big ones. So we do start uh, Monday um, if, if uh, people need to start setting up outside. Um, and just a side note, we have set up a full pumping unit, a full pump jack inside the Wyoming Center before. So for guy, uh, companies like that, that that need that extra time, um, yeah, we start Monday. Um, one of the cool things, too, so imagine, kind of imagine this on the outdoor exhibits. Um, that night, the first night of the expo at the industry networking dinner where we have our speakers and then we have our band, everybody's coming out at 11-ish, we'll say. Um, they're coming out, and obviously it's nighttime, Right. Well, we have key energy services in the front custom booth in the center that they're going to set, set up a full rig. And at the top of that rig is Seymour Energy. Um, it's the letter C-M-O-R, energy services. And they have what they call their crown jewel. And it's a 300-pound um, light that they put at the top of, the, of rigs, and it lights up the whole place like it's, like it's daylight. It's, it's quite amazing. So you're going to be, you know, uh, enjoying yourself at the dinner and the van and all this stuff, and you're going to walk outside to these outdoor exhibits, and it's just going to be lit up like it's daytime. So we also have RMS Cranes that has a really big booth in the center, and they'll be assisting the other exhibitors with outdoor exhibits um, to unload and set up their heavy equipment as well. So we're going to have some, some big stuff out there, some really cool stuff that, that's going to kind of tie in to, to the inside stuff uh, at the Expo, and it's, it's going to be great. And talk to me a little bit about the exhibitors. Uh, who, who can people expect? I'm sure you've got repeating customers every year. Anybody new this yes. year? Uh, you did mention, uh, or at least in, in my listening, I, I understand you're still accepting people to be exhibitors. So go ahead and uh, give yourself a little bit of plug and some of those people who are sponsoring you guys. Sure. So we have, um, like you said, we, uh, we have returning exhibitors every year. We've been doing this for 20 years. Um, so do expect to see, I mean, the, the very first company that signed up last year has, has been us, with us for probably 15 years. 
um, and that's Fuse It, Pipe and Supply. Uh, one of the coolest names, Ringo Dooley. I, for some reason, I just like his name. He's a great guy. Ringo Dooley um, has been on the program before. Really? Oh, of course. He, he, in fact, in fact, he was the. I want to say the first or second year that we were in business here at the Crude Life. Ringo Dooley, because you never forget a name like that. Absolutely right? not. Yeah. In fact, if people people go on Google search Ringo Dooley and the Crude Life, building the Bakken, they'll they'll find that interview. Sorry. Anyway, go go ahead. Oh wow. Well, okay. I'm, I'm hold on. I'm writing that down. Okay. So so yes, we have repeat exhibitors for sure. Um, and then kind of touching base on what's happening in Colorado. I mean, we're a, a Rocky Mountain um, based uh, trade show and conference with a lot coming from every year from Texas and Oklahoma. But um, what we're seeing now is a lot of new exhibitors, um, a lot more from Colorado um, that want to set up satellite offices and do work in a more friendly state, um, friendly to oil and gas. And then we see a lot of Canadians. We always get Canadians, but um, this year they're having some issues, too, with um, anti-oil and gas and their government. So we have quite a few Canadian companies uh, making the trip down. So um, we'll have all of them. Uh, and then you mentioned sponsors. Sponsors, for a first time uh, in 20 years, have sold out quicker than they ever have. So we had to come up with two more last week, um, two more sponsorship opportunities. But I'll tell you, um, Energy Solutions Corp, they saw, I didn't post it on LinkedIn, I didn't do anything. All I did was put it on the front page of our website that uh, we had signed Chancey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band to perform, and they were looking for a sponsor. That's all they did. CJ Rigdon from Energy Solutions Corp out of Gillette called, and he says, uh, I'll take all three of those sponsors, and they're $5,000 each. So Energy Solutions Corp immediately sponsored the band. Um, Sunbelt Rentals immediately sponsored both t-shirt sponsorships. And I know this sounds probably kind of weird to some people, but our Expo t-shirt is a different design every year. And we really put a lot of, of artistic work into it. And it's almost, well, it has, it's become a collector's item. So everybody wants to know what the next Expo t-shirt is going to look like and, and what they're going to get. And um, I've, I've been in Colorado, Wyoming, um, up, up towards you guys. And I've, I've been at Home Depot, I've been at Walmart, and I see people wearing the Energy Exposition Exhibitor T-shirt. So Sunbelt Rentals picked that up, both of those sponsorships, because they didn't want anybody on the back with them as a competitor or, or, any, or, or any, anybody else. So they immediately picked that up. Um, we have Republic Services, SitePro, Elite Energy Services. They all picked up the uh, speaker sponsorships for each one of our speakers at the Industry Networking Dinner. Um, and then we have cocktail sponsors. So that cocktail hour I was telling you about uh, from the first day on Wednesday leading into the industry networking dinner, um, people are going to be able to drink free on um, Energy Solutions Corp. again, Rebellion Energy and Complete Heat Frack Services. Complete Heat Frack Service has, also has an outdoor booth space. Um, our new ones are our lunch sponsors and our kickoff party sponsors, and we'll touch base on the kickoff party because that's another event. Um, and then we have quite a few um, breakfast sponsors for the breakfast that we talked about both mornings. So we have Extreme Precision, McCumber, Well Service, Arius Energy Services, which I believe is out of Canada, High Torque, which we, we've, um, they do lots of trade shows. They've done ours before, big, big company. Um, R360 Environmental Solutions, 
And then again, our guy, uh, Fuse It Pipe and Supply, Ringo Dooley. So we have all we have all those sponsors, and we couldn't be happier. And like I said, we sold those out quicker than we ever have in, in 20 years. So, so did, did I answer all three of your questions? Well, I, I think so. I think, <laughs> yeah, you got them all in there. Why not? Uh Talk to me a little bit about some of these uh, networking events. You know, some are, some of them, it sounds like uh, sponsors are picking up the check, but there are other instances where people are on their own, correct? Well, the and, and that's what you're probably seeing on our schedule right now. So lunch was just going to be um, um, a concession-based, you know, there's a, a beautiful kitchen in the Wyoming Center, and it was going to be a concession. I know concession is kind of a dirty word, like you think of a carnival, carnival but... It'd be where you'd go up and you ordered your food and, and you know, whatever. Um, so now what we're trying to do, um, since we sold all those sponsorships quickly, is to get a couple lunch sponsors to easily take care of um, the bill and everybody can just go up there and eat for free. Oh, like okay. They do, like they do our breakfast. So that's what we're looking for now. Um, so we're trying to switch that from where, where you go up to pay to where uh, it would be sponsored by one of our many wonderful sponsors so as of right now about oh call it a month before the actual expo people are probably going to be on their own for the lunch but maybe not huh right and that's that's a good way to put it if you um if you look at our homepage, the dates that i just added the lunch sponsorship and the kickoff sponsor opportunity was two days ago so what had happened is we sold out of all of our um sponsorship opportunities early in the year and then i would get emails austin what can we sponsor what can we i'm like they're all sold out they're like you gotta come up with something so two days ago um i came up with uh, the lunch sponsor to kind of you know go in the same line as how we do the breakfast where you can just show up and and eat and it's sponsored you don't have to worry about anything oh great great okay well hey if somebody wants to sponsor go ahead and (laughs) Give him a yeah. shout out. He'll gladly take your money and he'll gladly promote the heck out of you while people are having lunch. So, all right. And, and that's a good point. You know, we, again, being a, a family owned and operated uh, trade show and company, we, you know, our, our, our sponsorships, the money that you sponsor goes right into whatever you're sponsoring. So we don't, you know, we're, we don't um, say, well, it's going to cost us, uh, you know, $15,000 to put the band on, but we're going to sell the sponsorship for twenty five. dollars and pocket 10 we don't do that so everything that you sponsor everything that your funds are all going towards that sponsorship that's the one thing i really like about the oil and gas industry you know i mean anybody that tries to get any fake bells and whistles going they get called out and you know (laughs) weeded out pretty quick you know what i mean and so just kind of the 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 straight the the straight scoop every now and then they really appreciate that so this is i like this uh you know like hey you know what lunch might be on you but there's a good chance that it might be picked up by a sponsor so you know sorry we don't have the full information a lot of people would have run from that you know a lot that they they would have a hard time saying that but in the oil and gas industry it's understood it's just understood you know people are doing the best they can every day and that's that's one of the things i love about it is that they do understand that, you know, people really are trying their best every day and, you know, cut them some slack, give them some time and watch the results happen. And yeah. I, I'd like to just give a little plug off of that to um, our premier media partner, Bakken Oil Business Journal, Mary Edwards up there. She is a hustler. Um, she's just amazing. We've worked with her for years 
and she uses that same type of uh, description or, you know, it's like, you know, we're, we're all in this together. We're all in this together, you know, and um, wh- whatever we can all do to make this better for everybody else and everybody else's company. And they're, you know, or it's probably a small business or and which trickles down to their family. You know, the oil and gas industry, I think, is, is a is a slightly different um, group of people. And, and I just love it. Do you mind if I ask you a question outside of the uh, Energy Expo, as long as you just made that comment you did? Yes, go ahead. So uh, one of the things that we've been tracking for probably the last five years, just periodically, and every now and then we go on a little bit of a run with it, depending on the guests. And you've been in this industry for quite a long time, so I'll, I'll call you an expert in this field. Uh, the, the industry, by, I'd say, 2022, about... 50 to 70% of it will be retired, meaning a whole new wave of people will be in from, you know, Gen Xers to millennials to probably, I don't know, Gen Zs by then, who knows. But there, there is a big shift happening here. And there's almost like a vetting process going on to make sure that this new, in, this new generation that is coming in, because it's really quite over 50% of, a gen, of, of an industry shift, they have a certain understanding and respect for the industry that's been built so that they understand yeah. the relationship between the landowner and the energy company. That, 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 that was a hundred year relationship and to see it just dissolve over the course of like what's going on in Colorado, for example, um, that that's why we revisit this every now and then to bring this up because this is seems to be somewhat of a concern back and forth. And now, like I said, with the Colorado, even bleeding into Wyoming a little bit with the federal judge, um, putting, yeah, putting that memorandum yeah. on some of those leases. That's the first time I've heard about it in my lifetime. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that retirement, the vetting process, the respect for the industry, just kind of based on what we just kind of talked about. Yeah. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and so I, I think I, kind of gave you my personal um, story. So my, my grandpa worked for Chevron for, for decades and retired. And my, my father, Kit Jennings, was um, uh, has always been in the oil and gas industry, has owned companies in the oil and gas industry. Um, he was a um, two-term state senator of Wyoming. Um, so he brings a lot of, um, you know, I'm not using clout in a bad way, but, uh, you know, because every, every, the government's involved in everything the oil and gas industry does. Right. So he has, he, he has, um, some know-how, you know, he has, he has information and, and background that, that normal people wouldn't. So that, that helps out tremendously. And then, um, and then here I am at 41 years old. Right. So that's our, that's, that's, that's the way we're doing it. And I respect everything that my father has done in the past and my grandfather. And I see that from these these younger guys that you're talking about that are kind of, you know, that 50%, right? And I, I see nothing but respect, nothing but respect. And I'm not just saying this from, you know, you know a biased opinion because I'm, I'm trying to fill a trade show. That's just what I see, and, and uh, I, I think it's wonderful. Um, you know, I, I, I get on the phone with some of these guys, and we'll be talking, and they're like, okay, yeah, we want to do that, we want to do this. Our, you know, we, we just landed this bid and, and just completely professional. And then I go onto their LinkedIn page and these guys look like they're 30 years old, you know, not to, not to judge anybody because I'm 40, but, you know, I'm just like, wow, man, these, these guys get it, you know, 
And again, I'll just go back to, I think the oil and gas industry is just a, a different group of people. One of the reasons that I fell in love with the industry is because the essence of capitalism is preserved. Does that make sense to you? Yes. And I don't see that in any other industry anymore, to be honest. I, I, I really don't. I, I see um, almost like they, they rely more on regulation and subsidy to make the industry work as opposed to the trickle-down economics that really made a lot of capitalism work throughout the years where the oil, I mean, you, you know this from being in oil and gas communities. Those companies get taxed more than anybody. They get feed more than anybody. They get regulated more than anybody. And they still have money left over for the church bake sale and the softball teams to make sure they have uniforms. That doesn't mean they're going to do it every time. But, but I'll tell you what, they're going to make sure they at least have them if someone else is not going to pick up the check or pick up the slack and everything along those lines. doesn't mean they're going to get the Taj Mahal, but they're going to at least have something and an opportunity. It was the continued opportunity that I saw the energy industry give people that really, uh, I guess, solidified my, my passion for the industry. Um, do, do you see that where, from, from your eyes too? Yeah, I do. And I, you know, it, if you're on social media, it's mostly LinkedIn for me, but you'll see what's going on in Colorado and you see the people stepping up and, and um, in the right way. Um, and, you know, there's this hashtag tip the bill going around now, you know, and, and so they'll, they'll write on there, um, you know, paid for by an oil and gas family. So you, you, you go to a restaurant, you have an $85 bill, and then they, they tip $85. They're just good people. You know, they're like, okay, we we understand where all this uh, this this is happening with our government in Colorado, but you, everybody's got to know where this money comes from and how how you know we take care of our family, and then you know we care about other people's family as well. You know, you made the comment earlier not to get political, and you know one of the things that we've taken a lot of pride with in the show is we we're, we're a non political program. That doesn't mean we don't talk um, about some political issues that are concerning the industry already or maybe something that has passed legislation is now new law we have politicians on our show because that's their job their job is to inform what's going on by by us not getting political meaning we, we don't engage in a lot of the day-to-day -day bombastic sensationalism of just you know that sort of thing the fox news the msnbc the cnn you know that sort of the the, the speculative uh, nature of the news that really gets brought out in a bravado sense. We just kind of steer clear of that because everyone else was doing that because you couldn't even watch ESPN without be, without being told how to feel during a national anthem. I mean, I'm just I'm just trying to get the Dodgers score. And all of a sudden I'm told, you know, what's going on in politics with the national anthem? What's happening here, ESPN? So we actually went the whole non-political route and our social media grew to over 350,000 because there wasn't anyone else doing that. But when, and the reason I say all this is not to pat ourselves on the back. It's to say my next comment, we don't believe is a political statement, which is the extreme environmentalism that's happened. That the environmentalism movement has gotten so extreme. We've been, by the way, we've been tracking this for seven years. We call it the religion of environmentalism that has gotten that extreme. But yeah. Colorado is actually doing what they're doing 
and their governor is calling it the war on oil and gas. Uh, it's bled into Wyoming, which we talked about. You actually have two political candidates, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, talking about banning drilling, which, in our opinion, is a really ridiculous, uh, not even a realistic statement. And so to to just allow them to say that makes me question the news media because that's a really crazy statement. That's I mean, like actually in there with like dragon legislation from the crazy Merlin candidate that gets in, involved every year. It's just it's, it's not. I like that. I like that. Oh, yeah, that, that's what we call it. It's, it's dragon legislation. And, and just because Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren say it doesn't mean it's real. And so what we've done here at The Crude Life is, is, is we're actually um, <laughs> gonna, g- going to explain how the oil and gas industry is realistically the only one saving the planet right now. Everyone else is just pointing oh, fingers. Like they're, they're sipping their coffee out of their Keurig coffees. So, I mean, think about it. They've gotten that hypocritical and that extreme that they believe sipping Keurig coffees and texting and trolling on their iPhones, which, by the way, take 28 rare earth minerals, and lithium is not one of the nice ways of treating the planet, according to many people. But they don't bring that up. They're too busy talking about the demonization of the energy industry, which is the only people giving capitalism the last chance. Okay, now, now I'm getting political. Okay, now... What we're doing is, is like rig mats, for example. Rig mats are an awesome innovation for the earth. Not only do they prevent spills and et cetera, but they preserve the natural fauna of the plants. So they're actually intuitive and a step ahead of almost anything that anybody else can come up with. So I believe that we're like in this really unique place right now for the energy industry where the energy industry for the last 30 to 50 years could not do public relations because they were damned if they were doing they're damned if they don't but bernie sanders and elizabeth warren has taken the environmentalists to the world of dragon legislation they believe game of thrones is real they actually believe <laughs> that this stuff is happening on earth and so they, they, they're out there saying crazy statements I, I think the oil and gas industry could actually promote what's going on and, and how they're saving the planet that's the world i believe we live in all right your comments <laughs> What do I say after that? I think that's brilliant. I what well, what do I yeah it, <laughs> you 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 just said a lot and I wasn't really even uh, getting ready for a response because it was so amazing. Um, yeah, I you're right on track and and why not? Uh, and I agree with you a hundred percent. And and maybe that's where we can look at these uh, these younger guys that are that are coming into the oil and gas industry. Maybe. Maybe they can help push the um, the narrative and the um, you know because like you said because we were damned if we do or damned if we don't back in the day and and because we couldn't get our message out or we didn't know how to get our message out. I'm honestly I, I was concerned for the industry five years ago when I started and I'll be honest I started in the Bakken in 2012 to investigate oil and gas because I thought I'd be shooting fish in a barrel and. Be able to, you know, sell the magazines and newspapers and all this other stuff. And what I saw right away was an industry that got picked on for no reason at all. For no reason at all. They, I mean, yeah, yeah. Are they? Do they make mistakes from time to time? Yes, and we all do. And you know what? We shouldn't be demonizing everybody for every little mistake out there. We should be focusing on the things they're doing to overcome those mistakes and become intuitive, so those next mistakes don't happen. And they don't even give them the benefit of the doubt for that. 
And that really bothered me as a, as a human being. And I thought, I can't believe I'm going to actually stick up for the oil and gas industry because they don't need my help. But wow, I've never seen anybody get picked on like this. Never. It's, it's just, it's unbelievable to me. But anyway, that's, that, that, that's how, that, that's how I actually, I, in Billings, uh, Mark Mathis, uh, did the movie Spoiled. Okay. And he started off the same way as you did. And, you know, he had a journalism background and then he, he went in there and he's like, wait, they're, they're not bad people. They're not doing bad things. Why is it that I hear, you know, and then, so he kind of switched his, uh, you know, frame of thought on the oil and gas industry to, you know, to kind of defend them or at least get the real energy out. I mean, the real energy, the real facts about energy out, you know, and how, how it's produced and how it's used. And, you know, the chapstick that you're putting on your, on your lips is a petroleum product. And, you know, you, you know, like you were saying with your phones, people don't realize where it comes from. Well, I I even look at, and the other joke I say to people is, you know, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, when they actually said, let's ban drilling, I, 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 I was dumbfounded because it would be the walking dead without zombies in a week. It would just be absolute chaos. And people wouldn't even know what to do. They wouldn't even, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable that it's gotten to that discourse and that narrative to where I always say, what happened to plastic straws? What happened to reusable? What happened to the garbage bags? Are we did 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 we all just agree on that? Apparently, did we solve that problem? Because I didn't think we did yet. I mean, and so we're just going to go right to banning drilling because we don't want to drive cars anymore. We don't want jet fuel around. We don't want siding on homes. We don't. I mean, just all these. Like you said, lipstick. Just I mean, just go through anything, and it's it's just unreal. Anyway, so like I said, I didn't want to get political here, but I. I did. I do believe it's not a political statement because it's a reality. I mean, when you got two presidential candidates trying to say let's ban drilling, you got Colorado doing what they're doing. You've got Wyoming starting to get. I mean, Wyoming's a really. I used to joke Wyoming is so conservative. The Tea Party is liberal in Wyoming. You know. Yes. 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 (laughs) Exactly. So, so to see the federal judge get get kind of impacted there was a little concerning to me. But anyway, let's let's circle back here to the Energy Expo happening June twenty sixth in the Wyoming Center, Gillette, Wyoming. Uh, Just kind of give yourself a little bit of a summary and and what people can expect and uh, contact you for any information or sponsorship sounds like you're looking for sponsors still and uh and and people can still get a booth i imagine probably till about a week before or something yeah um we again we've been doing this 20 years and and i know it has a lot to do with companies not knowing what personnel they'll have available or what equipment or what they can display so for 20 years, everybody's waited till the last minute. So yes, we do have booth space available. <laughs> um, we don't have a, a, a deadline where it cuts off. We've had guys show up with um, rolls of $100 bills on the day, the morning of the show to set up a booth. You know, how much is it? And they just start peeling off money and be like, okay, we'd like to be here. And so we, we'll take it all the way up until the, the morning of the show. So, so yes, we do. We do have um, booth space. Um, I just want to touch base, kind of starting from the beginning to the end of the show. Uh, the day before, we have our um, golf tournament, and that golf tournament uh, in Gillette is all proceeds go to um, the Gillette College and to their programs that are in, uh, 
related to the oil and gas industry. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So we have that. So definitely check that out. It did sell out within um, six or seven days. But we, we just had a meeting today with the board, and we're trying to add more time to the slot at the golf course that we have to add more teams because we have a waiting list. We are accepting. Uh, we do have a couple more sponsorships for that. So if guys want to uh, get on um, and sponsor that, you don't necessarily have to golf. It's just a, a good, you know, uh, another good day to network and, and uh, you know, kind of prolong your, your uh, presence at, at the expo. So we, so we do have the golf tournament. I uh, would suggest people or, you know, kind of look into that. It's going to be a lot of fun. The kickoff dinner, the kickoff party, sorry, the kickoff party is right is after the golf tournament at the Ramada Inn or the Ramada Plaza, which is our host hotel. So, you know, you can you can do the golf tournament if you like. Um, if you get there early and set up your booth that day, then you can meet everybody at the Ramada Plaza uh, for some more networking, speakers, get together, um, some drinking. And then the next morning is the 7 a.m. breakfast all day long until 11-ish after the band. And then the next day is the, um, the last day of the expo, and we get out of there around 4.30. So that's that's kind of the, the beginning to the end. We pack a lot of stuff in there. That's um, But the main, the main things are, let's see, the June 25th, 26th, and 27th, and then the other days are bookended to... Uh, tear up and tear down you got it pretty easy well a lot of the guys you know 20 years it's getting pretty repetitive for them but like you said there's always new people and i think this year is going to be unexpectedly busy for people um there's there there's this newfound energy and new surge and a lot of that uh, data that's been happening is getting layered in and i think they're finding new ways to get become even more clever capitalist at the wellhead it just seems like that's what's going on and now with the drone integration you know i, I i'm sure you've seen they're finding abandoned yeah. wells now and they're you know using it for all kinds of new different uh, uh, uh energy innovation so it should be fun and, and you've got drone footage being shot give yourself one more plug for that too because you're going to be using it in future promos and stuff yeah so we have a promo video that we use um on social media and it's on our website and it's uh you know, um, shots, video shots put together, um, and information from uh, from pre previous shows. So uh, going forward for 2020, it'll be new for us to have that drone footage of the outside exhibits. Um, and I just think that, to me, I don't maybe I'm biased, but I think that's going to be really, really cool. So you know, we we've got some some pretty cool setups out there right now. Um, I've got some people that have. Um, Ask for more information here in the past week about trying to get their big equipment out there. So it's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. 